Hey, talking to myself, talking to myself. Welcome to the podcast. I know that you gon' feel Dave Sands, the second talking movies and gaming, even anime. Yeah, I might just go Super Saiyan. Uh, two four two, the Bahamas. We gon' rep. Don't be anxious about nothing. Olympians 4-6, sharing by my life, sharing by God's truth, always keep it real when I'm talking to myself, let's go. Mic check, uno, dos, tres, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Talking to Myself, Talking to Myself podcast with your boy DGS. Number two, I hope you are all having an amazing day, afternoon, evening, night. I hope you are all doing extremely well. Welcome back, man. I am, I mean, I'm excited. Um, full transparency after episode five, you know, uh, that was a really good one. I really enjoyed that. If you have not listened to episode five, I recommend. That was my, my CPA episode. That was a long one. That was over an hour. That was a lot of talking. Um, voice is still sore, but we move. It was a really good one. <laughs> but on today's episode, we're going to be talking about two things. We're going to be talking about One Piece a little bit. More specifically, One Piece episode 236, because I kind of found a way to tie conflict um, with something that I'm talking about today. And that other thing would be like the audacity of Kane. We're going to be talking about Kane and Abel, ladies and gentlemen. And that's going to be a, a very classic story. Um, we kind of hear about that um, from Sunday school if you grow up in church. And so, yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, Cain and Abel as well. And so, yeah, um, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, wherever you are listening to it, you know, let me know. Leave a five star review, you know, DM me, message me, you know, tell me how I'm doing. You know, I'm just here to learn um, just like everyone else. I'm trying to learn as much as I can um, in the word iron sharpens iron. So, you know. Help your boy out. Let's learn together. Let's grow together together in our faith. So, okay. Boom. We move. Let's do this. So, I have to preface this by saying, if you don't know what One Piece is, um, and you plan to watch the show at some point, um, then maybe you could skip a little bit ahead because I'm going to be... I wouldn't be... Um, I'm not really giving out any spoilers, really. I'm just going to be talking about, like, a location where the characters are at, what point we're at, and it could... It kind of could be a spoiler, because I feel like it's an, a very important point um, in the series. So, boom. Let's talk about One Piece. So, if you don't know what One Piece is, One Piece is a Japanese manga series, with, you know, what we call anime. So, it's adapted into animated form to be played, like, on screen, you know. some. And so, the, the premise of One Piece um, is dealing with the main character, uh, Monkey D. L- D. Luffy, um, and he basically wants to be king of the pirates, right? And so he travels along the sea called the Grand Line. And on the Grand Line, there are many different places that um, the, the Straw Hat crew, as, as what they're called, um, go to when they have many adventures and they, you know, fight a lot of bad guys. It's crazy how it's kind of reversed that, like, in this case, like, the pirates are the good guys. Very interesting story. Um, very good anime as well. Um pg-13 warning for sure but it it has a lot of value and 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 it's a um it's a really good show um and so episode 236 now 
episode 236 is a very critical episode in One Piece from how I kind of took it in. So basically, the characters are at this place um, called... Uh, what is it called? Um, they're at this place called Water 7. Basically, this island that is essentially um, almost flooded by water. And so a lot of the citizens have to... Um, take like gondolas kind of i hope gondolas is the right word but they take like their boats and these boats are put on like these different creatures and so they kind of ride around the city on these creatures um to get around and so basically why the characters are in water seven is that they need a shipwright a shipwright is someone that fixes ships you know repairs the ship when it gets damaged um things like that and so the characters are there. Um, they went to the place, the area where essentially like the best shipwrights in the world are. And they basically got an inspection of their ship called the, the Going Mary. And so the shipwright inspected the, the Going Mary. And then the, he came back to Luffy and, and the gang and, and basically told them that the ship is basically unrepairable. So... He basically said that he was surprised that they were able to make it to Water 7 because their ship received so much damage. And to be fair, I mean, everything that happened before getting to Water 7, like, yeah, it kind of makes sense. I mean, literally, they fell out of the sky with the ship and that ship has been through so much pain. <laughs> so it only makes sense that it's that permanently damaged. Anyway, so now Luffy has to make a decision. Um, and that decision is to whether um, continue to, to sail on the Going Mary, the ship that they frankly started with that they had like since the beginning of the show. Or I guess in, in that case, they, their journey um, or get a whole new ship that would allow them to continue their voyage along the Grand Line. And so he makes the decision uh, to get rid of the Going Mary. Now, another pivotal character in this, his name is Usopp. I can't remember where Usopp is from, but basically Usopp was friends with a really uh, rich girl back in his hometown. And that rich girl um, gave him the going, well, gave them the going Mary. And so, of course, the going Mary is going to, um, it's going to mean a lot more to Usopp because it came from his hometown. It came from one of his closest friends and so of course it's going to mean a lot more to him not saying it doesn't mean the ship didn't mean a lot to the other members of the crew but of course with Usopp it, it came from his hometown right and so essentially the plot was they they had a, like well some of the episodes they 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 went to water seven to trade in a lot of their gold that they got from another place um they got like 300 million berries. That's the currency in the show. And essentially, Usopp lost 200 million berries. He, he got beat up. The thing was stolen from him. He felt terrible about it. Um, so he basically tried to fight um, the bad guys on his own. Um, gets beat up again. He's passed out. And then, you know, essentially the Strahd crew has to like nurse him back to help on the, on the going Mary. So when he wakes up, he didn't know the decision that Luffy made, which was, again to get rid of the going mary and get a new ship so when he woke up he was basically saying okay i apologize you know for 
um, losing the 200 million berries? Can we still do it um, with the 100 million berries that we still have left? And Luffy was just like, you know, well, frankly, everybody on the crew was just like, Ugh, this is going to be a hard one to say. But Luffy just said that, you know, casually that uh, he's decided because he's the captain that he is going to get rid of the going Mary. And of course, Usopp didn't take that well. They had like a huge argument on the ship, a huge one. And, you know, Luffy was so caught up in his emotions. He essentially told Usopp, like, if you don't agree with my decision, then maybe you could just leave. One of the, the other members of the Straw crew, Sanji, who's the cook on the ship, like hunted them both because he told them to stop rowing um, so that Luffy and Usopp don't say something that they regret, right? And so after that, Usopp was like, no, you know, if you're getting rid of the Going Mary, you might as well get rid of me. He left the ship and then essentially he challenged Luffy um, to, uh, to a battle. And basically, the one who wins uh, gets to keep the ship. If Usa wins, then he gets to sail away with the ship and no longer be a part of the Straya crew. Um, if Luffy wins, he keeps he can do whatever he wants with the Going Merry. In the end, Luffy still gave the ship to Usopp, but yeah, that was the conditions of the, of the duel, basically. So when it was time to fight, bro, um, it was intense. Um, Luffy has these special powers, um, and so, you know, he... I mean, I thought it was going to be like a one-sided fight, to be honest, but Usopp really held his own. <laughs> like, genuinely, it was crazy. Like... Because they boys, he knew all of Luffy's weaknesses. So he basically controlled the fight for about 90%. But Luffy's too strong. And so Luffy literally um, defeated him. And it was such a emotional episode because before then, Luffy never had to really make a decision. He really didn't have to be a captain. He let everyone else make the decisions for him. But it was in this episode that Luffy had to make the tough decision um, to get rid of the Going Mary and to frankly leave a, a friend behind. It was a, a battle between brothers, if you will. So emotional, so crazy. I'm excited to see where else, um, like where else the series goes to. But when I thought of this episode and I thought of like um, how I could tie it with, frankly, scripture and how I could give like a message for, for this podcast... Um, notice what I said. It felt like brothers fighting because they, they were that close. They were homies, right? And so I remembered a group, not a group of brothers, but I remember a particular group or pair of brothers, Cain and Abel, beginning in, in Genesis 4. If you don't know who Cain and Abel are, basically, quick backstory. Um, in the Bible, um, Adam was the first man on the earth, Afterwards, um, God created um, Eve from the rib of Adam. <clears throat> and then, of course, they had children. Um, they had two, two sons, um, Cain being the oldest and Abel being the youngest. Right. And so we're going to read from Genesis 4 um, verses 1 to 15, because that's going to really cover. It's not, that's not the entire part of chapter 4. Um, but that's going to really tie into what we get into today, which is the audacity of Cain <laughs> and how it kind of ties up. So reading from Genesis 4 verses 1 to 
15, um, reading from the New Living Translation, um, of course. So here we go. And it reads, Now Adam had sexual relations with his wife Eve, and she became pregnant. When she gave birth to Cain, she said, With the Lord's help, I have produced a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some, some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry, and he looked dejected. Why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. One day Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the fields. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Afterward, the Lord asked Cain, where is your brother? Where is Abel? I don't know, Cain responded. Am I my brother's guardian? But the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are cursed and banished from the ground, which has swallowed your brother's blood. No longer will the ground yield good crops for you, no matter how hard you work. From now on, you will be homeless, be a homeless wanderer on the earth. Cain replied to the Lord, my punishment is too great for me to bear. You have banished me from the land and from your presence. You have made me a homeless wanderer. Anyone who finds me will kill me. The Lord replied, No, for I will give a sevenfold punishment to anyone who kills you. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain to warn anyone who might try to kill him. So Cain left the Lord's presence and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Selah, that is Genesis 4, verses 1 to 15. My, this story is deep, y'all. It's very deep. So we see a situation here. I mean, maybe it's like actually the first jealousy in the Bible. I, I guess we could say that. It's definitely the first murder for sure. Um, but this is the first jealousy as well. We see here that um, Abel was a shepherd. Cain was a farmer. And they were pres both presenting their offerings to the Lord as, you know, sacrifices, right? We see that Cain brought some of his crops. Let's, let's make sure we keep in mind. Cain brought probably, you know, like, you know, an old apple, maybe some, you know, maybe some bananas. But you know when the bananas overripe and it got that little black thing on it, a little dark. So, you know, he brought some plantain. Um, he probably bought like a hard orange. It's probably sour. You know, he just brought any crops that he could, you know, gather. Whereas Abel brought a gift the best portions of his firstborn lamb from his flock. The best. Let's keep that in mind now. The Lord accepted Abel's gift, but he did not accept Cain's gift. And what's the reason why? Why did the Lord not accept Cain's gift? And so after researching this, I remember looking this up before when I first read um, this in Genesis um, Josiah, my source is here, ca.thegospelcoalition.org, uh, godquestions.org, <laughs> Bible Gateway, and Bible ref Reference, um, or some of the references I use to 
kind of helped me gain my understanding. But the reason why the Lord didn't accept Cain's offering is because Cain didn't offer his best. He offered just some. He offered any tired crop. Whereas Abel brought the best portions of his firstborn lambs. Now, let's think about this now. If we talk about the best portion of the lamb, I know Abel was thinking, but I can probably make some lamb chops, play a little mashed potato on the side with some gravy and some corn. Mm, you could have had that for dinner. But instead, he presented his best offering to the Lord. It says here in Hebrews 11, and just for context what Hebrews is talking about, because I didn't read the entire um, chapter of Hebrews, but Hebrews focuses, this is from Bible reference, um, the passage focuses on examples of faith and obedience from the Old Testament. And so Hebrews 11 verse 4 speaks on Abel. It says that by faith, Abel brought a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks even though he is dead. The fact of the matter is two, two things we see here. Abel brought his offering by faith. And he brought the best offering to God. He presented his best to the Lord. Even though Abel might have thought like, man, I probably could have used this for some dinner, you know. He still said, you know what? This is the Lord. I'm going to give my absolute best to him. And let's be honest here, people. Sometimes we don't give our best to the Lord. I, I am people. Hello. I'm human too. I, I frankly, I don't. Let's, I, I don't. I don't give my best at times, right? And so we see here how the Lord was pleased by Abel's offering. Now, of course, we have to see the other sign here. He, the Lord did not accept Cain's offering. He didn't accept his gift. This, this made Cain, verse 5, this made Cain very angry and he looked dejected. And then in verse 6, Cain said, not Cain, excuse me. The Lord says, why are you so angry? He was a, he's referring to Cain here. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. Now, when I kind of thought of this section of the passage, it was almost as if the Lord was warning Cain about things that were about to occur. He was just like, bro, listen to me. Why do you look so angry? Why do you look so dejected? You didn't do what's right. You didn't present your best. You didn't present the best. You didn't come by faith. So if you refuse to do what's right, then watch out. Sin is knocking at your door. It was knocking at his door. Cain was so, and frankly, when I think about it, I mean, like, he's in the presence of the Lord now. He's in the presence of the creator. So I can only imagine how angry he was. I'm not saying that any of Cain's actions were acceptable. But I am saying that he was in the presence of the Lord, bro. So I, you know who that is to be rejected by the Lord? But I don't want to be rejected by the Lord. That must have sting for sure. But he should have brought his best. That's the lesson in, in, in the first instance here. That's the first part. Bring your best to the Lord. Give your best offering. Now hear this out. Verse 8 now. One day Cain suggested to his brother, let's go into the fields. You know we about to play baseball. No, he doesn't say that. But he says, let's go, let's go into the fields. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. 
dead on the right. He killed his brother over this. Again, not not agreeing with Cain's actions, but you could see, like, I I can only imagine the pain he felt from being, um, from the Lord not accepting him. You know, that's his offering. So he maybe it felt like a personal attack to him, but he killed his brother, bro. His, he killed his baby brother over this. Then afterward, the Lord asked Cain, where is your brother? Where is Abel? Now, listen to what, how Cain responded. This place said, I don't know. Am I my brother's guardian? In the NIV version, it says, am I, like, um, am I my brother's keeper? And you know, see, this is why, this why the Lord is so much better than me. Because I was just thinking about what I would have said to Cain um, uh, if he would have responded back. I would have been like, wait, first and foremost, clearly not. You're not his brother's keeper. Clearly not. Um, you're not his guardian. You, you were clearly not the guardians of any galaxy because you didn't guard him. I would have been like, excuse me, Cain. I just wish Ab Abel was able to stand up, but he can't because he's dead. He can't. Literally verse 10, but the Lord said, what, are, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. How, how could Cain have the audacity? And this is where the audacity of Cain comes in, and it's going to come again. How could Cain have the audacity, bro, to say, I don't know where he is. What you mean? The Lord know where he is. He's right over there. He's, in the, he's literally still in the dirt. I, it, doesn't, it doesn't say in the text like Cain hid the body. So I would like to assume that Abel's body is out there just like just just decaying or just just there. Right. You know, like, come on. Like you, you can't run from the Lord. You can't hide from the Lord. Come on, Cain. I, I just wish man, I would have been all on Cain's case, bro. Oh, my goodness, You got to be kidding me. Anyway, continuing on. Now Cain gets punished after all this. The Lord says, now you are cursed and banished from the ground. Now you are cursed and banished from the ground where, where he was living. Um, which has swallowed your brother's blood. Oh, wait, sorry. I hope I didn't take that out of context. Let me read the whole thing. Now you are cursed and banished from the ground, which, was swallowed, which has swallowed your brother's blood. No longer will the ground yield good crops for you, um, no matter how hard you work. From now on, you will be a homeless wanderer on the earth. So now... Cain got fired. He lost his job. He can't even he can't even do farming well. And Cain replied to the Lord, my punishment is too great for me to bear. You have banished me from the land and from your presence. You have made me a homeless wanderer. Anyone who finds me will kill me. The Lord replied, no, for I will give a sevenfold punishment to anyone who kills you. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain to warn anyone who might try to kill him. So Cain left the Lord's presence and settled to the line of Nod east of Eden. This is where I want to talk about the audacity of Cain once again. This place said, remember now, this place just killed his little brother in the field, in the grass. You know where Abel is? Dead. On the ride. We don't know where he is. He's not able, once again, to stand up because he's dead. But he has the audacity to tell the Lord that his punishment is too great for him to bear. I'm, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure Abel wishes he was alive right now, Cain. I'm, I'm sure of it. So I think your punishment is good enough. It, I think you need a little bit more punishment for that. For that. That, that it's, the, it's really the first murder in biblical history. Um, but you know how the Lord responded, though? Like, in that last verse. No, for I will give a sevenfold punishment to anyone who kills you. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain to warn anyone who might try to kill him. 
So Cain left the Lord's presence and settled in the line of Nod, east of Eden. You know how crazy that is, y'all? Cain murdered his little brother. Cain complained to the Lord that his punishment for murdering his little brother was too great. But you know what the Lord still did after all of that? It, the Lord protected Cain. Because Cain was now afraid to be killed. Very ironic. But the Lord still protected Cain in the end, bro. It says here in the study Bible, um, where it talks about like um, verse 14, the mark on Cain was not, as some have taught, a badge of guilt. It was a sign that God gave Cain, it was a sign that God gave Cain for his protection. Even after Cain's great failure, God desired to protect him from harm. Many of us look back and marvel at how God protected us before we began, to, began seeking him. He wants us to be restored and often protects us in the midst of evil so that we are not destroyed. Even after our greatest failures, our gracious God desires only our healing and restoration. Dog, that's crazy. That's crazy. Even after our greatest failures, our gracious God desires only our healing and restoration. Ladies and gentlemen, I think it's safe to say that we ain't going to be out here doing no killing or anything like that. So you telling me that the same God that protected Cain after murdering his little brother, again, Abel can't, he's not Abel, he can't set up. You think God can't protect us with the much more simpler things that we're dealing with in our lives? Come on now. That's what hit different for me. The Lord still protected Cain in the end. Even after one of the worst things you could possibly do in life, bro. He still protected him. And I think that's such an important message to understand that it really doesn't matter how far you get off the track. I don't care how far off the track you got. The world may not accept you, but God will. And I think that's the best feeling in the world, that we will still be protected. Regardless of what we do, the backsliding, the cheating, the lying, every sin in the book, the Lord is still going to protect us. And I think that's such an important message to understand that in the midst of pain, even after we sin, the Lord will say, you know, come on back. You want to go out there and do foolishness again? The Lord doesn't like that for sure, but he's going to accept us with open arms. And I think that's such a blessing to know that even after all our failures, the Lord is still going to protect us. I don't know what anyone is going through who's listening to this podcast, but we all going through something though. That's for sure. Every single person is going through something. But we can have faith knowing that the Lord will protect us even after our greatest failures, even after going off the track, even after like being like, God, leave me alone. I don't know what you're doing right now. And it hurts. The Lord is still there for, to protect us. So yeah, man, that's such a impactful story. Um, well, it, it's a story that got very dark, firstly, but then it gets, it, it shows the grace of God. And, and you know, you sometimes forget how strong that grace could be, but I hope this reminds all of us that, man, God can really and truly protect us. Um, yeah, and, and I think I'll end it there, man. What a great story. Um, I hope that kind of ties with what I was talking about earlier. Um, yeah, it, 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 I feel like it does. <laughs> um, 
But with that being said, y'all, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Talking to Myself podcast. Um, if you're enjoying the podcast, um, once again, let me know, DM me, message me. Um, thank you all for listening and, and may God continue to protect us all, man. Such a beautiful story um, in the end and uh, such a valuable lesson. See you loud, we move. God is good. Thank you all for listening and until the next one, peace out. We move!